This episode is brought to you by Java's Cruise Line. Sail away from your troubles in Java the Hut's luxurious sail barge. Enjoy the best refreshments, music by the talented Max Rebo Band, and great entertainment. Only the best executions for you and your family's vacation. Just keep an eye on the Astro Droids and make sure the guns aren't pointed at the deck. Luke, you're going to find that many of the podcasts we listen to depend greatly on our point of view. Mark and Gabe were good friends. When I first listened to them, they were already a great podcast. But I was amazed how strongly the force was with them. I took it upon myself to listen to all their episodes. I thought I could enjoy them just as well as the others. I was wrong. There is still good in them. This podcast is more machine now than man, twisted, and evil. I can't do it, Ben. You cannot escape your destiny. You must listen to the podcast again. Welcome to Voice of the Rebellion. This is episode 25. I'm Gabe, not Mark. Not I Mark Gabe. He's not Mark this time. I'm not Mark this time. I am Mark. Are we uh, sure? Are you, I think. Are you Gabe? Gabe? Okay. I think so. Um, more importantly, episode 25. Yes. Um, that's good, I guess. Milestone. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a, we're at a quarter of... <laughs> it's the start of our ninth trilogy, as Mark would yeah. say. <laughs> um, well, and it's, you know, it's a quarter, of, you know, we're at a quarter of a hundred. Yeah. A hundred's a big number, so we're a quarter of the way there. Man. So. I love it. Um, couple of things. One, this episode is going to mark a hiatus because I'm going to Bahrain for a few months. Because Mark was the chosen one. Yes. It was said that he would continue the podcast, not abandon us. And not, yet. Not leave it in darkness. <laughs> um, we're going to try to maybe record um, an episode here or there um, separately. Because so I, I got a friend yeah. over there that I might record an episode with. Gabe, um, he might record with one of his, a couple of his friends. I'm thinking of just doing just me. It'll be a one-act show, yeah. and I'll voice in your parts. Yeah. I'll be like, and this is Mark, and I think Solo. I'm Solo. It's so great. I'm dumb. And then I'll respond, Mark, you are so stupid. Let me show you why Han Solo is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way you can win an argument. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, true. <laughs> So yeah, we might we might try to record some ep- a, a couple of episodes. We also do have one in the can. Um, there was like a bonus episode that we recorded, like as a just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I am able to edit that while I'm gone, then I will. You can um, say it to me too. I can edit. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Can you though? I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm an interpreter. <laughs> How am I supposed to know the difference between a computer terminal and a podcast? Um, yeah, so that's the plan. Um, otherwise, um, hopefully we'll be back in June or July. Mm-hmm. Back in episode. So, uh, we do have a fan letter. Okay. Can you guess who it's from since um, I'm telling you that we have a fan letter? I'm going to guess whoever left that review by AJH2018. I still don't know who that is. It's actually is by Brian. Them? Oh, it's Brian. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Dear Voice of the Rebellion. I wasn't going to write in this episode, but with Mark's departure, I wanted to say goodbye. 
Mark, I hope all goes well for you and your family these next few months. I thought last week's episode was very entertaining, and I was shocked by what happened. Gabe maturely conceded to the better lightsaber fight. I guess our little Gabe is growing up. Hold on. I, let me just say, I'm actually really an objective person. The only the only thing you're basing this on is the trial episode, and I was my job was to argue for Obi Wan. Okay, that wasn't like a calm discussion about what's better, what's worse. So my job ar- was to argue for him. Now, whether I did that job well, it's a different story. You didn't argue for Obi Wan. You screamed and screamed for Obi Wan. Well, that's what I thought the job. Yeah. Um, Thanks, guys, for this wonderful podcast that CJ and I have been enjoying these past 24 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I'll miss it, but at least I'll have the last Jedi DVD to keep me distracted until its return. Mm -hmm. So my questions for you guys are, how many times will you watch episode eight before the next podcast? Before the next podcast? Yeah. Um, Have you picked up the... I did, and I watched it again. Okay. Um, uh, I'm I'm sure several times. Yeah. um, Because there's just so much in it. Yeah. It's not like Force Awakens. It's like a straightforward story. Like there's just mm-hmm. so much to explore in Last yeah. Jedi. I mean, we did three episodes on it alone, plus some. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm going to be downloading the digital copy, and I will probably see it. See it like Rogue One is on Netflix. Yeah. So I'm going to be watching that a lot over and over again, especially with Legion out, which I'll be talking about in a little bit. Because mm-hmm. um, it's very Legion esque. And then um, I'll also be doing watching Last Jedi quite a bit too, just because, yeah. just to absorb it, just breathe it all in. Um, breathe, just breathe. Uh, I reach out. Han is arguably the best Star Wars hero. No, I'm done with this letter. What is actually? Your... I'm done with the pod. We're that, we had twenty twenty four and a half good episodes. Bye. I've done. If you think that we're halfway done with the episode at six minutes in. <laughs> I was really planning for 12. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your favorite Han rescue? When he protected Luke from TIE fighters, freeing Luke to blow up the Death Star, or when Han saved Luke from freezing on Hoth? Um, Which was your favorite My favorite Han save? rescue? Um, probably, well, the, the Death Star. The, yeah. Um, making it so that you See, I liked fire. the Hoth because... Han knew that it was that he was going on a suicide mission. Yeah, but and like, like that was him, like really, really sacrificing his life. But but Han's character arc is like yeah. more completed by the Death Star save because that's yeah. When but he's this like, is just showing that's when he's like, you know what, I have to do this. Yeah, but this is just showing that he's more selfless, like that he's become more selfless over time. Yeah, you know, so. And you get to see the I Tom guess, Tom get cut open, which as a kid just like that's great. And blew it's the only my time mind. you see how the lightsaber. Yeah. Although, exactly. although I guess I don't like that save. And forgive me, Luke, um, because it's so wasted. Like Luke could have just stayed in the cave. He could have, but he didn't. And he <laughs> would have died. He's an idiot. Yeah, he is. But yes, Luke is an idiot. You're right. In that moment, yes, he was idiotic. In, see, in everything, I'm yeah. incredibly objective. Luke or Gabe, Gabe in Return of the Jedi. Luke is finally a Jedi. Yeah. Was his most defining moment and or his greatest accomplishment saving Vader, turning him back into Anakin Skywalker? Was that his defining Wait, is moment? That, is that his greatest accomplishment? His greatest is that accomplishment? Luke Skywalker's greatest accomplishment? Saving Vader. Um, gosh, Luke's greatest accomplishment. That's tough. Um, I mean, it's hard because now I'm thinking about Last Jedi. 
And Luke's last moments reignited hope in the galaxy. Like a new rebellion is being born based on the stories of Luke taking on the First Order on Crate. Mm-hmm. Like the kids playing those action figures. Yeah. Um, that's, that's Luke. So yeah. kind of more on a more grand scale, I think that's a bigger accomplishment is yeah. reigniting hope in the whole galaxy because, because um, if Luke hadn't gone to the Death Star to confront his father, the, the Death Star still would have blown up. Yeah. That's actually not needed in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it does not. <laughs> like, um, I think it's the most important, like, story, like, now, element, but it's not actually, like, if you just look at the plot, like... If you go into the um, expanded universe canon, which is not the new current canon, um, the Emperor was actually the reason why the Empire was so efficient in that battle. Yeah. Was because the Emperor he, was so powerful in the Force, he was actually directing his troops... See, and I thought about and that, this. Like, that then when he him. dies, when he dies, oh, okay. yeah. it com- the entire empire, you watch them sort of like fall apart and they can't really do anything. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that was actually covered in Timothy Zahn's original book, Heir to the Empire. Mm. So it's like very, very early on in the Star Wars canon was that the emperor fixed that little. <laughs> well, except it not wasn't like, really fixing like it. Fix, it was because, just... because what it was, was the, there was a Jedi, Joris Kaboth, who was found who ended up helping Thrawn. Um, and he was basically like, sitting on the bridge of um, their, of his Star Destroyer, and he was like directing all the Imperial troops in a in battles and stuff, like using the Force and everything, and was making the Empire even more like effective than he yeah. normally would be under Thrawn. So that was like a big plot point, was that he was doing it, and it was that the Emperor had done that. And... Um, uh, Admiral Pallion, um, who was there at the Battle of Endor, like he refused to listen and believe Joris when he was saying, Oh no, yeah, like you guys would have been toast if the Emperor hadn't been directing the whole time. And he's like, No, this was our, our own like doing. Like they he wouldn't accept that basically the force was involved at all. Mm-hmm. And so there's this really great like back and forth between the two. So yeah, in my personal, like, canon, I guess, I, I always pictured that because Luke being there distracted the Emperor, he wasn't able to react to what was going yeah. on. And there's nothing in the new canon that has disputed right. that fact, yeah. so we might as well accept it as canon. Yeah. That's my thought, is that everything in the EU is canon until it's stated otherwise, yeah. is how yeah. I think of it. So. so you're a loose constitutionalist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And... In, in real life. <laughs> and in that the um, the EU was scrubbed and they brought in a new canon, I think that the Constitution <laughs> is also very flexible. And there's a reason why amendments are removed and, yeah. and repealed yeah. And, yeah. and new ones are added in. There we go. They're called amendments for a reason. We just applied American government to there you go. how Star Wars movies are made. Yeah. It's applicable, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. was, that the, news. was that the end of the fan letter? That's the end of the fan letter. Okay. That's, so, that's it, Brian? Really? Yeah. You can't go with anything else? Yeah. He's supposed to write the podcast for us, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> we need another five minutes of content. I'm getting too old for this. Um, so. News. The, the Han Solo movie is done with a new trailer will likely be with Infinity War, which is expected. Like, yeah. Infinity War is coming out, what, a month or two before? It, so, Infinity War is April 27th. 
Um, and so Disney would obviously want to promote the crap out of Solo. Yeah. Um, I wish they put out a Solo trailer before that, though, because it just still mm. feels like they haven't even begun promoting it. Yeah. And it's only a month and a half out. Now, they're, they are, if you go to Denny's, they are doing <laughs> trading cards where you, can, where you can get the trading card of crab hands. There's an alien who has oh, crab man. hands. Now, a bunch of people were upset with the, about this. There's a character who's called Crab Hands. They're never going to say this guy's name once in the entire movie, I'm sure. Because in I the same way, do. Elon Sleesbagano, yeah. he, his name was never mentioned. Yeah. Pruneface's name was never mentioned. Camelhead's ne- name was never mentioned. Yeah. Like, there's all these characters who, like, I think the Schistavanian in the cantina was just called Wolfman in his action figure. Yeah. Like... <laughs> They're, yeah, these, the the names are basically just goofy names that are put onto the background characters. Yeah. And they're always goofy until some piece of canon comes out and officially gives it a name. So like, I I can't remember what race Pruneface is, but Pruneface eventually ends up with, with a name. So it's just, that's just how it is in Star Wars. Um, And also there's a couple new troopers, like mud troopers who look like, they actually look like um, Am I like the only one who doesn't care about new stormtroopers in every film? <coughs> like like the like the death troopers in Rogue One. I was like, okay, I don't care. And looked pretty cool. Black armor. I, care. I didn't like your little beaky faces. That kind of annoyed me, but I mean, it's good enough. I, um, I mean, I've seen people in the in the past complain about new things being added into like like why does there need to be a new Starfighter in this movie, but every single Star Wars movie has introduced like a new ship, yeah. a new Tie Fighter, a new Stormtrooper, like consistently. Yeah, and so like I'm perfectly like I'm not excited to see the Mud Troopers besides the fact that they don't. Yeah, like they look like they're Imperial officers with like the helmets and everything, who then had like Stormtrooper helmet like fronts like attached to to the front of them. So it doesn't excite me, but I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not against like what's, it. I just doesn't do anything. What would excite me is if we saw some like jet troopers or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, let's make it interesting. Yeah, have some stormtroopers who have yeah. jetpacks. That would be really really cool. Yeah. Um, but and I'm sure we'll eventually end up getting that in one of the films. But, um, yeah. So, like I'm, it does feel really really strange. Yeah, that they're do not. You, do you even feel excited for this movie? I'm looking forward to it, but I don't feel excited. Exactly. But, That's the problem. But in the same way that I wasn't super, super excited for Rogue One, like I was looking forward to it. I was much more excited for Rogue One than this. But also, I with Rogue One, I was interested in seeing it because we've always had these hints as to what happened. Yeah. Whereas with the Solo movie, it's just like, hey, let's have a Han Solo movie. It's just like, adding cool. stuff that yeah. doesn't need to be there. I don't um, know. Whereas there isn't a, a super, super elaborate, like... Instead of at this, a really because like the very first line we ever see having anything to do with Star Wars besides a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away is these rebels struck from a hidden rebel base and and made their first victory against right. the Imperials. Right there, you're like, oh, okay, something just happened. Yeah. Well, what is that? And then they start mentioning like the stolen Death Star plans. Right. There's and all that's this, why like, it's interesting. You're like, oh, how did they get these plans? And then you get to see what happened. Right. But that's why Solo does not interest me. Yeah, because like it's like okay, we know that there is a Kessel run, and we yeah. know that that Lando Calrissian is his buddy. Like yeah, that's like 
and I don't need those questions answered. Yes. Like, yeah. So, uh, other piece of news, which isn't really news, but um, John Boyega said that he heard from Daisy Ridley that Ray and Finn will have a lot of scenes together in episode nine. That's to be expected. Yeah. Um, because the point of Last Jedi was it was like character studies mm-hmm. of each one yeah. separately. Um, and now I'm like really pumped to see them all together. Yeah. Uh, like Poe leading the charge. Well, and, and I want to, I'm looking forward to seeing Poe and Ray's relationship. Like, how is that? Which hasn't even developed because, at all. Yeah. And, because they like yeah. shook hands at the end of the movie. And you're like, like wait a minute. Whoa. We spent two movies. Without they never met. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, also there is rumor that Meryl Streep <sighs> will be replacing Carrie Fisher for episode this is nine. so stupid. Meryl, this no. Is like okay. Meryl Streep's a great actress. But there is nothing about her, yeah, that that feels even and remotely all, like all Princess I, Leia. It would take me out of the movie. It would be like, oh, there's Meryl Streep. It wouldn't be, oh, there's Leia. I know. Like, if you got a no-name actress, yeah, that would take me a lot out of the movie right. a lot less. But like, well, having, here's like, the thing. I think casting anybody is a disservice to yeah. Carrie Fisher. You need to just have her pass away between the two films, mm-hmm. and that's fine because they're doing a time jump. The only thing that that would make Carrie Fisher happy. Was if they replaced her with Gary Fisher, <laughs> her dog. Yeah. Then she'd be like, "Yeah, absolutely, that's yeah. amazing." <laughs> um, um, yeah. So yeah, that's like literally all you have to do is begin the movie with Leia's funeral. Like that's your entry point, and yeah, and then you don't need to explain anything. It is, and it'll feel right because I mean, here's the thing: you could even, um, in Ring Theory style, have. Padme's funeral, but with Leia. Yeah. Because it's easy to do a little, like yeah, a, a wax figure of yeah. of Carrie Fisher, like fake her up and have her mm-hmm. there and do like a scene just like her, yeah. like Padme's funeral. Yeah. You could even have her, because Al- Alderaan doesn't exist, have her do it on laid to rest on Naboo yeah. next to her mother. Ooh. That would be amazing. There we go. Nice. Because did we actually see Padme's like grave? Well, they don't... Are like, there graves in Star Wars? Have you ever seen a gravestone in all of Star Wars? Anything you've read or watched? I mean, in the, like, in like the, exp- in the expanded universe, yeah. Okay. But like not, nothing in the movies. But, but here's the thing. Like, also, I can, I can go a year without seeing a gravestone if I like just avoid certain streets. So like yeah. when people are like, this was never seen in Star Wars before and therefore should never exist. You're like, Oh well, no, I'm yeah. not saying that. It just, well, but it's like, it just occurred to me yeah. that like, wait, yeah, no. how do they put people to rest? Cause like Padme is like, like her, her little like, um, hover sled is like taken into like a building. Yeah. Right. And that's like the last you see of her. It's yeah. like, it's supposed to be like, and then they shove her body down the hole that Darth Maul fell in. And yeah, then a giant yeah. beam comes up, and that's how they... Um... And then she shows back up with robot legs. <laughs> yeah! Wait, um, hold on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that was... That, but with the whole thing about, like, people not seeing stuff in Star Wars before, to do a little mini rant before we get into our topic, <laughs> um, people talk about Admiral Holdo. We never... We haven't seen this tactic in Star Wars before. Yeah, like, we've... Yeah. This is... There's an entire galaxy. Right. And we've seen, what, like, 80 years worth of... Shut up! <laughs> wow. My the, cat is, like, 
the, the cat is saying that the Haldol maneuver yeah. makes no sense. That's what she, and she's a hater. Yeah. She's a hater. Um, so the, this, the movie so far covered like 90 years worth of history. Yeah. And yet we've seen a total of like four space battles. Yeah. And like two big space battles ever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, we've never seen this in the in the 20 minutes worth of space footage we've had in all the movies. Yeah. And therefore it should never exist. And you're like, are you what? Yeah. But well, when I saw this no. really good video explaining like what a waste of resources it would be for yeah. the rebels to just hyperspace into everything. Yeah. And how incredibly dangerous it would be towards yeah. the fleet. Yeah. Because when she did it to the one ship, this like the scrap metal from one the one ship went to all the other ships yeah. and destroy all of them. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and the uh, I saw another thing where Holdo's in the middle of explaining like how the ship has to be piloted by somebody. Mm-hmm. If you look in the background, three PO looks really awkwardly and sort of like shuffles up the la- the ramp to the <laughs> escape ship, <laughs> like like trying to avoid being noticed. Like, oh, I need to get out of here before somebody volunteers me, which I think uh, is actually really really brilliant. That yeah, they did that. <laughs> because like you. Like you gotta watch his whole like expression and movement. It's like a nope, 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 uh, nope, I, nope, I, nope, I, nope. I, I need to look for that scene. <laughs> yeah, now. it's pretty great. So let's go ahead yeah. and get into our main topic. Main topic. All right, our main topic today, um, as I alluded to last episode, uh, I really want to talk about redemption in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, not just redemption, but like sin and exile, um, penance, um, all of these uh, multiple characters go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to compare the characters um, and their journeys towards redemption. Yeah. Um, the first two characters, the most obvious that we should look at, are Anakin and Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. So we talked. Uh, kind of briefly in an episode a while ago about um, how we actually didn't think Darth Vader had redemption because he killed a bunch of kids mm-hmm. in episode three and that yeah. if you remove that scene, maybe he does have redemption. Yeah. Um, so let's explore that f- further right now. Um, so let's go through each character um, and kind of from start to finish. Um, so starting with Anakin's sin. Yes. Um, obviously it's that selfish possessive desire yeah. for Padme mm-hmm. to live um, which it's not that he just wants power for power's sake yeah uh, like I I really I do take it that like he just wants to save Padme and he can't and he will do anything he'll murder anybody mm-hmm. to make that happen um, because it's a that it's selfish ultimately um, yeah and then his exile. Um, so I like to look at, you know, when, when Darth Vader um, asks, like, where is Padme? Is she safe? Is she safe? I'm afraid in your anger you killed her. No. No, she was alive. I, I felt it. She was alive. Um, <laughs> beautiful dialogue. Beautiful. And uh, James Earl Jones really just like 
<laughs> he like really went 150 percent. Yeah, that. yeah. He for some reason he didn't object at all. He uh, was not phoning that one in. Why didn't he object to the no? Yeah, to the no. Here's like, the thing. <laughs> but when you're sitting there in a recording studio, yeah, without all the visuals and everything. I guess without context, you might you, be like, oh, this will probably work, right? Yeah, because like you also yeah. don't know how they're going to modify your voice. Yeah. You don't know like the context of the scene. Like He could have been thinking he was going to look completely different, and then he got to like sit yeah. down at the theater, and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Um, so and when he learns that Padme is dead, yeah. um, he no longer – like his whole motivation is gone. Yeah. Right? So I've always viewed it as um, this is a sort of – a form of exile and penance for him mm-hmm. is to just serve the emperor as a slave. Well, not only that, but um, penance regularly involves pain. Yeah. Um, in fact, there's a Marvel character called Penance who the inside of his costume has little needles in it. So anytime <laughs> he moves, it stabs him. They just like go through the dictionary no, and be like, let's make was, a superhero based on this word. No, he was, he was nitro. Who ended up causing the explosion? Nitro. No, he he made explosions, but he ended up causing this explosion in a school that killed a bunch of kids. That ended up causing the civil war. Okay, and so to like to punish himself, yeah. he made this costume that that made his penance basically. Yeah, um, but it stabs at him. And if you go and read the Dark Lords of the Sith um, book, which is part of the new canon, Darth Vader's. Uh, Uniform is really uncomfortable. Not a bit. It's painful to him <laughs> yeah. because he's got the burns and everything. Yeah. He's got these artificial limbs that are not attached in nicely. He is in basically in constant agony all the time. Even when he's sitting in his little sphere where he's mm-hmm. able to take off his helmet, that um, it's actually on Mustafar where he's got his little back to tank that he soaks in yeah. is the only place. Actually, I th- maybe it wasn't in Dark Lord of the Sith. Maybe it was in the in the Rogue One novelization. That basically that's the only place he can go to really relieve his pain by basically like removing all of his fake limbs and just floating mm-hmm. in Bacta. And that back to tank looks over like there's a window yeah. that looks over looks the over place where he where he, he got destroyed. ended up being destroyed by Obi-Wan. Yeah. If you yeah. read a lot of Darth Vader comics, it's yeah. constantly drilling in that this is part of like Vader's outlook now. That he yeah. is he's this he's like like Kylo Ren, he's this kind of this depressed emo guy now. Yeah. Who uh, makes himself suffer but then you could but the the one of the great things about return of the jedi was that you saw him as this fearsome monster for two films mm-hmm. and then the, when you finally get to the end like when he's talking to luke looks like come on dad let's do yeah. it and vader's like i can't man yeah i'm now i i'm gonna serve the emperor because yeah. that's all i know how to do right so he's he's stuck in this so main point there being that um He's he's using this slavery to the emperor as penance because I think he's actually full of guilt, right, for everything that's happened. Yeah, um, and it's only when he's shown love mm. for the first time by somebody, yeah, that he can find an escape. Yeah, um, and if you it, think about it, he 
with this whole thing about him like being a slave to the emperor, mm-hmm. he had been he had been born a slave, mm-hmm. and then he got bought by the Jedi. Yeah, he's basically been a slave to where everybody. he's been a slave to the Jedi, yeah. and then he turns and rejects and fights back against that, and yeah. only where he thinks he's finally gaining freedom, he just becomes a slave to the emperor. Yeah, he's only ever free. He's only given in the very yeah. last scene that you see him in. He's only given agency by Luke. Luke yeah. does not seek to master him. Yeah. He doesn't eat Like Luke's motivation for wanting him to come back to the light isn't so that the rebellion is saved. Yeah. It's just because he's his father and he loves him. Yeah. In, in the end, you realize that Luke actually, like, are any of his actions really about saving the rebellion? No, ever. They're not. <laughs> other other than hopping in a in a yeah. in a snow speeder, right? And that's just like I mean, well, okay. So the first Death Star battle, yeah, but that's not about him saving the like. Yeah. That's just about him like wanting to show off his skills and how you can blast a womp rat. No, <laughs> like, no, he, he genuinely <laughs> wants to fight for the rebellion. Yeah. Um, but after that point, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's it's entirely about his own personal journey. Yeah. Um, because like he abandons the rebellion to go train. Yeah, he goes train with Yoda and yeah, because and of he, a hallucination he, only, he saw. And he only goes to Cloud City because he cares about his friends, yeah. Leia and Han, being tortured. Yeah. And then after that, he rescues Han, which is a personal friendship. Yeah. And after that, he just cares about meeting his father again. Yeah. Yeah. He goes he, on the mi- and he only goes on the mission because everybody else is going. <laughs> like to Endor, he's like, "Yeah, I mean, and I'm with you too. I'll go and <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, like, I'll trail along <laughs> until I get a better offer." Yeah. So then, when they're like, "We really, really need you to like, yeah, you got a lightsaber. You can cut through all these doors and help us blow up, the, take down the shield generator." He's like, I "Think I'm gonna go hang out with my dad." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my my dad's here, guys. Uh, um. I know I'm, I'm sidetracking this even more, but yeah. um, I did notice because I was watching this, this mashup video because um, I love Ring Theory so much. Uh, yeah. um, Luke's conversation. Actually, I'm going to shelve this for later in, uh, when we talk about Luke. Okay. Um, moving on. So um, it's only when he's shown love that he that Anakin is ready to give up his penance. Yeah. And ultimately, um, although here's the thing, though. Maybe that's why he gives up his penance, but like the act of like he only decides to turn against the emperor because he sees Luke electrocuted. Yeah. Isn't that also just a selfish possessive desire? The same sin that got him into because it's I think a bit because he but... just he turned to the dark side just because he wanted to save Padme. He turned to the light side just because he wanted to save Luke. Yeah. It has nothing to do with Yeah. But Hmm. Right. I'm trying to think of like how so, else you could interpret him. Which, saying, by the way, the imagery there, um, watching Mace Windu get electrocuted. I had just been thinking about Mace yeah. Windu getting electrocuted, um, and maybe like he watches that and he turns to dark side in that moment because of saving Padme, and then watching Luke get electrocuted, he turns to light side to save Luke. Yeah, like it's it's the again ring theory at play there. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, he does. Yeah, it's not. I don't consider this whole, like, this is my big, like, contention with it. Like, so other than, like, the horrific fact that he killed children, which doesn't make actually any sense in the plot. Yeah. Um, because if his sole motivation is to save Padme. Master Skywalker. Yeah, like, like seriously, like, his sole motivation is to save Padme. 
And I understand that like the dark side corrupts you and all, but like wouldn't at a certain point you'd be like, yeah. hey, Emperor, how does killing kids help me learn yeah. how to how to say Padme? Yeah. How does that even if he's like, work? even if he's angry at the Jedi and yeah. it's like they're corrupt and evil? Yeah. How like, does they're murdering kids. a bunch of children. Like I, yeah, I'm totally fine with yeah. him going and laying waste to the whole Jedi Order. Yeah. If there weren't kids there, like, well, here's the thing. I'm fine even if there are kids there. If they hadn't shown that scene, if you simply had him go yeah. into the Jedi Temple, because you yeah. don't think about the kids, like you would not think about the kids. You would simply see him go into the temple and then seeing yeah. the whole temple on fire, and even seeing him like cutting down a bunch of Jedi. The minute you put in that scene with the kids, you're like. Yeah. Oh, like, I don't understand what the purpose of the scene was. Yeah. Other than to make you go. Yeah. So oh, he's completely evil, right. except, like, we're about to see that when he chokes out his own pregnant wife. Like, yeah. yeah. A few scenes later. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's like, like a fit of rage, you know? That, and that's the I dark know. side corrupting him. Um, I don't have a huge problem with that. But I'm just it's saying, just, I don't see how it helps. Right. No, it progress doesn't. Towards and, the, and that's the thing. Like, and that's why it makes like when George Lucas says that Star Wars, the story of Star Wars, is about Anakin Skywalker and ultimately how he's redeemed. Yeah. I just don't understand this redemption anymore. Okay, like so. Here's the thing, though. We just discussed this whole slavery arc. Mm-hmm. He's not redeemed as far as like, but he made a free choice to the galaxy. Yeah, he's he's not redeemed. He's finally free. Yeah, that's what it is. Interesting. So, what if it's really? So yeah, George Lucas like to say it's about redemption, but what if we? So we're interpreting it as, but like redemption. Anakin's story is about how he's ultimately free because you're right; he was never free until that moment. He was always in um, in subservience to somebody else. Yeah. Um, so, so the definition of Merriam Web in Merriam Webster of <laughs> redeeming Mm -hmm. is it's giving a really bad serving to offset or compensate for a defect so so is it considered like a form of redemption like to be because if he's a he's a slave to his to the dark side a slave to his selfish desires but isn't that what is a selfish desire to save his son Ah, here we go. To be free of what distress distresses or harms. Yeah. I mean that's and Anakin a pretty was, good. Oh, I just okay. Here's you know? A, here's another point. Like he's here's finally a, healed. Here's another point in that. Yeah. Um so to be free from harm, right? Yeah. Anakin's just used by yeah. everyone, right? Yeah. He's just used by Watto. He's just used by the Jedi Order because I think he's the chosen one. Yeah. He's just used by the Emperor. He's just used by Padme to get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get those babies in there. <laughs> I feel like there's a joke about anchor babies in there, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and then Luke. Obi-Wan and Yoda are just trying to use Luke. Yeah. Right? To further their end, to just, like, to get rid of the Emperor and Darth Vader. Yeah. And Luke's journey is also about being used. Because look at what Luke does. He's he decides, used by his aunt and uncle. Yeah, as a slave, basically on the farm. He's used um, by the rebellion to yeah. blow up the Death Star. Yeah, um, he's though, used. Oh, yeah, I think he has some choice in that. But 
Um, he, he he's makes... used by the Wampa as a source <laughs> okay, of food. Okay. <laughs> but his exile on Octu, yeah. he is deciding to no longer be used by the Force. He shuts himself off by the Force. Oh, yeah. He's not, he's, he's not to be used by the Force to be a soldier in some war because he's done with the cycles of violence. Yeah. Like that's what motivates him well, to in, go into in exile. In the end, he realizes that all this yeah. use that both he and he and both he and Vader have experienced yeah. is ultimately them being used by the force. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the Skywalkers and it works with Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren is talking about how he's being used by by Luke and by Snoke, and he's like, No, I'm done being used. Yeah. I'm letting the past die. It's only the way you're coming to become what you're now meant to I'm be. I'm gonna use the first order. Yeah. <laughs> but he's you know, he's saying yeah. it's, it's the only way to become what you're meant to be. So yeah. it's almost like the whole Skywalker saga is about being a slave to to either people or your own desires or yeah. whatever. And it's ultimately how you make a choice. Yeah. A free choice. And it was like So then is Kylo Ren a good guy well, because he gave up being used. Let's hold He's on. the real hero here. That's a flip side. Of, but let's, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go to that in a second here. Yeah. But um, final point in that Luke makes a free choice in the end. Like yeah. he's deciding to just not be used by the force. Well, then he's deciding, you know what? I'm going to use the force. I'm not yeah. going to shut myself off from it anymore, but I'm going to make this free choice to mm. kind of start a new, like let with the Je- a new Jedi order kind of continue on from there. Like, yeah. like he makes his own, you know, like a free choice. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's interesting that this whole new spin on it, um, except that in the end, like Kylo and Ray are being used by the force. Yeah. So like, that's, unless we see that cycle broken again, right. like they're still being used. Like Kylo's not being used by anybody. now. Well, okay. Except the dark side. My final point I was going to write with Darth Vader, um, was why does Anakin become a force ghost if he's not redeemed? Because George Lucas right. wanted that great shot at the end of But but if if he's just being used by the force. Yeah. If this whole thing was just to either we talked about two episodes ago about what, what was the will of the force? Was it to get yeah. rid of the Jedi Order? Was it to get rid of Palpatine? Like and and it's granting Anakin <coughs> like force ghost status because yeah, because he did those things, isn't that being it's like, used I'm again? I'm real, real sorry, dude. Like, <laughs> isn't that being just used again? Like, yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let's move on to Kylo Ren. Yeah. So, Kylo Ren. It's almost like his sin is that he literally wants to be evil. Like it's. Yeah. Like it's he he's in search of a new identity, right? He yeah. wants to be free, but in doing so, it, his sin is, is is seeking identity at any cost. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So not necessarily want to be evil, but like I'm going to figure out my own way, no matter what happens, no matter who I kill. If I have to kill my father, um, if I have to, you know, join the new the first order, mm-hmm. just so I can figure out who I am. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, again, a very selfish thing. Yeah. Um, and then I think that he actually has an exile now at the end of Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Because when you see that scene where Rey and Kylo are still connected and Kylo looks up and he sees Rey and the Millennium Falcon and the Millennium Falcon door shut, mm-hmm. that's like Rey's like kind of being like, She's I'm done. Off. 
I'm done with you. Yeah. Like you, I gave you, I, I wanted you to make this right choice. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. And now he's alone. In fact, alone. I kind of, I kind of want to see them and not have their little mind. Yeah. Their little, um, forced time. Or, or Kylo is like desperately trying to reach out and Ray keeps shutting him off. Yeah. Um, yeah. because this is a new kind of, because then in that same scene, Kylo Ren is holding the dice from Han, that, that mm. the, the force projection of the dice that yeah. like disappears in his hand. Yeah. So like he is now truly alone. Yeah. He is in exile. Yeah. Um, so, so I think I kind of would have liked it if the, the dice hadn't vanished in that scene because it would have shown you like how much more powerful Luke's connection was. <laughs> well, you know? like, at that point, like, Luke died. So I know, but Luke... I'm not, I'm saying it's not that, that it's not a projection. Yeah. Like he literally just made it. He made the dice like no longer. <laughs> okay. It's well... like, he looked at the, he looked at the place where the dice were not and was like, no, that will not do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, side point. Anyway, um, but now here's where the real meat of this conversation goes. Um, can Kylo Ren be redeemed? But more importantly, narratively, should he be? Mm-hmm. Think about this. Now, he's past the point where Vader was, right? Yeah. He's made this free choice. Yeah. His free choice is to be evil. Yeah. He's got agency now. Yeah. How do you get redemption after that? Like, narratively speaking, how does that work for the story? Like, does that make sense for the story? I mean, I think so. Because Star Wars has always been about redemption. And it would be really weird if he wasn't. But also, like, what's the thing that... Yeah, I mean... It's like, he made a choice. He let it all go. Luke says that he can't be redeemed. Leia says that so, he can't be redeemed. Yeah, no, actually, I want to explore that. Um, so the quote that was said, um, Luke said, so here's what he, literally he said, I can't save him. And she's Is he like, saying, but... But then Leia says, I know. Well, she says, so which means, like, she says that he was lost long ago, and he says, no one is ever really gone. So here's the thing. Is he saying, I can't save him? Yeah, As true. in, like... Luke can't save yeah. him. Not that he can't be saved yeah. because he, then he says no one is ever really gone. Yeah. Is he saying Kylo, like Ben is never really gone. He's I, still in there. Or is that meant to be more of a, that's supposed to be more of a Han. Yeah. Like reference. he gives the dice to, but I think with Luke and Leia both saying they can't be redeemed. It mimics Yoda and Obi-Wan believing that Darth Vader can't be redeemed. Yeah. Remember, Darth Vader murdered a bunch of children, whereas okay. the worst so, Kylo Ren did was like walk away while a bunch of stormtroopers gunned down a village. Like, yeah, but and threw a few temper tantrums. Here's the thing: I view Kylo Ren as more evil than Darth Vader because Darth Vader did all those actions out of slavery. Yeah, Kylo Ren is now doing his actions. Fully making a choice, saying, I see what I am doing, and this is what I want. It's like the comparison yeah. we made when we were talking about Last Jedi, that the First Order is like neo-Nazis, who yeah. looked at what happened and said, yeah, That's a good we idea. want more of that. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's looking literally at Vader's life and says, yes, I want that. Yeah. Whereas like, Vader was just, you know, he didn't have it. Vader anything. just was out of his control. Like, he's... Uh, he didn't have a way to I look mean, back on it. Not, yeah. to, not to completely, you know... He's not completely... Yeah, yeah but, but there's so many more yeah, going on with him internally. Yeah. Where Kylo Ren's just like, I kind of want to be someone different. Yeah. This Vader guy seems pretty cool. Yeah. I'm going to kill people just like him. Yeah. It's so cavalier. It's like... Yeah. I don't know. Like, when I first saw... The Last Jedi, I, at the end of it, I thought, Kylo can't be redeemed at this point. Yeah. But the more I've, like, thought about it, I think he can. It's just, it's going to, it's going to look a lot different than we, than we've it seen. It has to, I don't, it has to look different. Yeah. Whether it's, like, see, I don't even know how it would be is the thing. The, the only thing that I can make sense of him being redeemed is that scene where he holds Han's dice and it disappears. Mm. because I feel like that shows, you know, because Luke said to him, like, strike me down in anger and I'll always be with you, just like your father. Yeah. So it, it's almost like Han, if we... <laughs> My dog is snoring <laughs> over there. Wake up. Um, Go find something else to do. <laughs> My animals today. <laughs> oh, I love our high-tech podcast. Yeah. Um, we're very professional here. So, um, if you so, I like to you know we we agree that we like the version of the story where Han chooses to die, yeah. right? Because he thinks that this is what uh, Kylo Ren needs. Yeah, and in a way, it could be what he needs in the end yeah. because he holds Han's dice. Mm-hmm. His father is always with him. Yeah. The fact that he killed his father is always going to be with yeah. him, and through that, yeah. I can see some sort of redemptive arc being yeah. made. I really want to see in episode nine, like the entire time these one aren't doing his thing, you just have like Han's ghost like wandering behind him being like, hey, hey son, hey son, son, hey, hey, hey son, 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 hey, hey, hey son. It'll, son. Be, it'll be fine. We're fine. He's like, he's like, no, 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 no. And then like your Luke's voice is like, he will always be with you. And he's just like, no. he's like, keeps trying to like concentrate. And like, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> then he shuts himself off from the force. Yeah. And that um, starts all over again. Yeah. But I don't see like Ray being able to redeem him anymore. I feel like that's yeah. done. What with, with this time jump? Yeah. You jump ahead and Kylo's already been redeemed. He's just like hanging out. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Turns up it's like a much bigger issue that they're doing. Hux with. was the real villain the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Hux is the. <laughs> The sniffling, like, yeah. and in the opening crawl, it explains, <laughs> yeah, like, how like Kylo Ren has been redeemed. Star Wars episode nine, yeah, the first sentence, yeah. <laughs> like the worst like, way. What? JJ Arab's like, yeah, I really want to be subversive, yeah. like Ryan Johnson was. I just this is how you do it, right? This is or how what you. What if the opening crawl for episode nine? It's like, it's like. Episode nine, everything's back to the way it was. <laughs> and it's like him going through and he's like, like the opening thing is like, Snoke was somebody really important. Yeah. Uh, Ray's parents matter. Yeah. And like, he spends the entire time like undoing everything uh, that Ray Johnson did. Just because he's like, well, you went through and undid everything that I did. That was unfair. Uh, okay. Um... Uh, oh, what I wanted to say about Luke earlier, 
um, in regards to this was yeah. um, the scene where he's talking to Leia about like he mm-hmm. can't save him and then yeah. he kisses her and he goes out to him. Yeah. That mimics the scene where he's talking to Leia on Endor mm-hmm. and he's saying, I have to save him. Yeah. She says, no, don't go. And then he kisses her on the forehead and he leaves. Yeah. Um, I just like, we're throwing that in because I like that imagery. Yeah. Um, but it also, it does show a kind of, kind of change in Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, I don't know what he means by that line. I can't save him. Yeah. Is it him or is, is he saying he can't be saved? Yeah. Um, I think I think Luke is saying it's I can't. Say yeah, that. I think it's it's way too dramatic of a character change to say that he can't be saved. And also, you need to go. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but Ryan Johnson released somebody actually took footage of the scene where like Luke and Leia's scene there. Mm-hmm. So you actually get to see it on set. Like it's like right behind the camera, so you see the camera and everything. They're talking, and they're talking, like, much quieter because, in the end, they're going to, like, go back and do ADR and everything that mm-hmm. is the – where they, like, re-record their audio and stuff like that. But also, like, all the dialogue is much more stretched out because, you know, then they go and they cut and they remove. So there's like, these long pauses, and it is tragic, especially when he says no one is ever really gone. Yeah. It's so much more poignant, yeah. and there's not any music for it, and everybody on set is absolutely silent, and they're just sitting around watching, just like yeah. enraptured, and that it's the scene is actually much more powerful while you're sitting there watching the crew watching it, yeah. and it's like I was crying. Yeah, I tried to find I mean, it and put it up on Facebook. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's amazing. Well, when we first when I first saw the movie, I, yeah. I was like, oh. I mean, that hit me yeah. immediately. It's, it's like, like, double it's like they knew yeah, what was going was, to happen. It was like, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. It would just seem strange to me if in episode nine, Kyle was just like, actually, I do feel guilty about killing my father. Yeah, that's the so thing. So I'm going to go to the light. Like, based on how his character has yeah, been. He made a choice. It's difficult to find the way that he realizes yeah. what he's done is wrong. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's far beyond Vader. He made a yeah. choice and he chose evil. Like yeah. Vader didn't choose it. He just, maybe she'll redeem him by putting a lightsaber through his head. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, well that would suck too because Star Wars isn't, shouldn't just be about, well, the good guy beat the bad guy. Like yeah. what was so powerful about Return of the Jedi to me was yeah. the, the saving of Vader. Yeah. And but how do you save him? If he, if he I know. Want if, to be saved. He's, yeah, he's he's literally saying you can't save me. Yeah. No. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know, and that's what's yeah. intriguing to me, but also like concerning to me because yeah. I don't think JJ Abrams like JJ Abrams a good filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can pull off this kind of like spiritual yeah. stuff that like. Okay, so episode nine begins <laughs> in a bunker. Ray wakes up. She's like, "What am I doing in this bunker?" There's a guy, and he's like, "I saved you." From all the terrible stuff that happened. And then she realizes the guy's crazy and she has to escape from the bunker. And she escapes from the bunker. And it turns out there's aliens. No. It's Cloverfield Lane. That's okay. what I'm saying. I didn't see that. So. Yeah. It's Cloverfield Lane. Uh, actually, that's really good. No, but it's also J.J. Abrams. On that note, um, I was seeing this article about saying like J.J. Abrams, you know, he loves the mystery box approach yeah. where he sets up all these mysteries. But then he doesn't, he doesn't answer yeah. any of them. But now he can't. He's supposed to do the rest of the the, he, the trilogy. 
He can't be like, we're just going to make a new mystery box and then make you guys wait 20 right. years for that's, Ray to get older. But that's what concerns me is that he doesn't care about giving answers. Except that he now just he cares has about to. making mysteries. And you know who's more powerful than J.J. Abrams? Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy. And, and she's she gonna be cares. Like, no, you can't just end. Yeah. not, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, well, and honestly, since Ryan Johnson did axe so many of the things, yeah. um, the only thing that I would have to see is the Knights of Ren. Because that's, yeah. that's the only thing he really set I, up. I want to that, see, because with the amazing fight scene mm-hmm. that we had in The Last Jedi, I want to see the Knights of Ren. Because these guys that we saw fighting didn't have any force powers. Yeah. The Knights of Ren are Jedi. Yeah. They have force powers. I need to see, yeah. like, Rey with her, Jedi. like, new Jedi. Yeah, like, I picture it. Because there's a there's ten these, year time jump. There's these She's incredible some Jedi. There's these incredible scenes that we've um, seen in um, the cut scenes that they've made for the Old Republic, where you watch armies of Jedi fighting armies of Sith, and yeah. it's incredible. And yeah. I cannot wait to see that. Yeah, like even if in the end, like it is resolved with like the Jedi murdering all of them, and like the redemption is like her killing Kylo Ren, like. Which would be the pure spectacle of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. Real quick, I want to compare Obi-Wan and Luke's journeys. Yeah. And um, there's also another um, whole thing that we got to that we got to cover really quick as well mm-hmm. that involves this. Okay. So, um, so Obi-Wan and Luke have both been a mentor. Yeah. Um, they both have Basically, the exact same story yeah. if you watch it, but there's differences. So, uh, Obi Wan did not show up in Luke's house when he was a child being raised by Owen and Beru, and try to murder him in his sleep because his dad was bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> true. Um, so Obi Wan's sin is he failed Anakin as a mentor. Yeah, right. He exiles himself to Tatooine. Yeah. But I don't really view this as a penance because it was more to look after Luke yeah. and to basically eventually yeah. make Luke a weapon yeah. against the Empire. Plus, he had been off fighting this Clone War for a bunch of years. Maybe he just needed a break. <laughs> yeah, I guess. He's like, I need a nap. Um, <laughs> and I really think that Obi-Wan thinks that he will find redemption if um, Luke, you know... Ends the empire, yeah. and and I think that that's why he sacrificed himself in his duel with Darth Vader on the Death Star yeah. is that he's like Luke is going to be the one who's going to redeem me and, yeah. and redeem my failures, yeah. which ultimately he does, yeah. but in a different way. He's like, listen, um, I messed up real bad. Yeah, the only way to fix this is if I let somebody else deal with my <laughs> dirty work. <laughs> okay. Luke has I'm the old. same. I'm like I'm like 45 right now. <laughs> Luke, Luke has the same thing. All right, yeah. he fails Kylo Ren. Yeah, um, he. We talked a little bit already that he his exile um, is to not be used by the Force. Right. Yeah. Um, now look at look at this comparison in quotes. Um, so when Obi Wan tells Luke what the Force is in yeah. New Hope, he says. A for- the Force is what gives a Jedi his power. Yeah. And he says it's the energy field that yeah. combines all things. Yeah. Luke says to Rey, 
Well, she says, like, it gives Jedi their power. Well, yeah, no. Um, and then he's like, uh, no. Yeah, no. And no, literally, literally, the quote is identical, but the beginning of it is different. The beginning is, you see, the Force is not a power that yeah. Jedi have. Yeah. It's a tension, a balance between all living yeah. things. So you see the difference here in the philosophy between Obi-Wan and Luke. Um, they've got the same story, but where Obi-Wan thinks that the Force is to be manipulated by the Jedi, um, to uh, be used as a power, um, you know, to, to soldier on, um, and that's why and that's why he tries to make Luke a weapon, because he still maintains mm-hmm. Jedi way. Yeah. Um, and Yoda tells him, too, like, you're going to be the last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um Luke says no. Yeah. Right? He's saying the Force is, like, I'm not going to cause actions in the Force. I'm not going to make it my power. I'm going to shut myself off from it. Mm-hmm. And only that way can we maybe have some kind of balance. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like he, he thinks that his redemption for failing Kylo Ren is to just not be used by the force to be used as a weapon in this war. Yeah. Um, but ironically he does achieve redemption by using the force as a power and Ray, like like there's this line where Ray, like, well, there was a line where Luke says, um, it's not about lifting rocks. Yeah. And then the last scene is Ray lifting rocks. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's like saying like, okay, maybe like we shouldn't try to control the force as much as maybe like Obi-Wan thought. But yeah. at the same time, you do have to take action. Yeah. You do have to be a participant in the events that are going on. Yeah. Um, Pablo Hidalgo, um, who's the head of story at Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. he's in charge of making sure all the canons straight. He was talking on Twitter the other day about the gamification of the Force. <clears throat> How, because in all these different games we've played of Star Wars the video games and the role-playing games and stuff. Yeah. The Force has, like, specific powers yeah. and certain strengths. And then, but then he showed how in every single one, every single use of the Force, it's all about reaching out with your feelings. Yeah. And, like, it, every single thing is, oh, use your feelings. Hey, think about your feelings. There's no, like, oh, you're not, you're not strong enough to, like, do that Force thing yeah. yet. Like, Yoda tells him to pull a thing out of the swamp, and it's not like, oh, I haven't spent enough skill points in that yet. Yeah. He doesn't do it because he doesn't stretch yeah. out with his feelings. Right. Because I don't believe like, it. That's Yoda, why I fail. Yoda didn't want him to pull out, the, pull out the X-Wing so that he could fail because he wasn't strong enough. Yoda was saying, you are strong enough. Yeah. There is nothing in you that is not strong enough to do this, even yeah. though you've been here for two days. And I feel like the, the prequels really per- perverted that then. They did, yeah. right? It's yeah. it's like you see all these Jedi using all these great force powers, but there's no like spiritual moments in the prequels. It's yeah. all this fanfare, this this spectacle. But of, the but the prequels were also kind of. Um, but maybe that's also the point. Like the yeah. Jedi were not the spiritual order anymore. Yeah, they're just these people with superpowers. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ryan Johnson is always saying in his interviews that like the Force is not a superpower. Yeah. Like, this is his firm belief. And I agree with that. Like, you yeah. should go in the direction more of the spiritual side of it. Yeah. Um, but, um, anyways, back to so Luke's journey. Um, so, yeah, ironically, he does achieve redemption um, by connecting back with the Force mm-hmm. and using a Force power. Um, yeah. And 
so yeah, I think I think the the balance is where do you take action, um, and and he so he reignited hope as I said in the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. He reignited hope with the. So I think um, Luke's story is a lot better than Obi Wan's for starters, because yeah. um, it doesn't feel like Obi Wan's learned anything. Yeah, he's like, you gotta kill Vader. That's yeah. what you do. That's what we do. That's what we do. It's just the way of things. Yeah. Like, um, where Luke really has to, has a lot of more growth. Yeah. Um, and then, so like, I don't understand Yoda's story because it's like they're trying to give him the same, like, like he, he fails to beat the emperor. So he's like into exile. I must go. Like, why? Like, what was the sin that Yoda committed that he felt like he had to go into exile Because for? he he didn't see the Emperor coming when he should have, because he... Okay. Like, he has been, he's 900 years old. Yeah. When you talk about how the Jedi Order was corrupt, you think that Yoda had nothing to do with that? Yeah. Like, Yoda is probably the primary reason why everything is messed up. Yeah. And he, his plea to... He's, he's the head of the Jedi Order. Yeah, his plea to Luke, like, don't underestimate yeah. the powers of the Emperor. Like, you look at, like, a lot of people, like, look at Mace Windu as, like, the, like, the big guy in charge. But Yoda was, like, the head of the Jedi. Yeah. Like, he was, he was the wisdom of it. Yeah. yeah. And so he failed by allowing the Jedi to become what they had become. Yeah. To be... Yeah. Soldiers and then war. And because they talk about the, the, the Sith have been extinct for a millennia. That's a thousand years. Yoda's 900 years. Meaning that the, the Sith were still recent history when yeah. he became a Jedi. Yeah. And yet he allowed them to become complacent. It's interesting. Um, and if, and if like, Obi-Wan is a, master, a Jedi master. Mm-hmm. He's all of like 40. Yeah. Yoda's 900 years old. So Yoda became a Jedi master. Yeah. Like... It was hundreds of and hundreds of years before. What's interesting is that um, the Jedi Order failed because because they became soldiers in a war, mm-hmm. right? Luke looks at, looks at that and says, "Fine, I'm not going to be a soldier in the war. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to cut myself off from the Force." Yeah, he goes like way the other way. Mm-hmm. So at the point is these are the two extremes. Luke's mm-hmm. like, "Don't do anything." And then the Jedi Order of the prequels do everything, be a, just be a, yeah. a, a brawler and fight. Yeah. Um, maybe there's a balance there in yeah. between. Um, take action without kind of losing well, yourself. And in the end, uh, Ray does. Ray saves the new rebellion. Yeah. Not by swinging your lightsaber, by lifting rocks. Yeah. By saving. Like, yeah. They just got she, out of there. Yeah. They just. Left. Yeah. So there wasn't any like to build a new rebellion. Yeah. yeah. There was. She. It wasn't going in. Yeah. She wasn't busting into the the um, Geonosis arena and murdering yeah. a bunch of droids to save them. She well, was simply using the force to. save That's them. why I really don't want to see episode nine end with her just beating Kylo Ren in a lightsaber fight. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying I want that. Like, I'm. I'm just saying that it would yeah. look really cool. But I'm not saying yeah, that no, that's yeah, what but, I want. I know. But so. That's why it can't be that narratively. Yeah. Um, my question is, does Yoda have any kind of redemption? Like, no. Does, does he ever a- obtain that? No. I think he becomes one with the Force because he's yeah. well, wait. such so powerful. Wait, we need to look beyond his death. He became a Force ghost. Yeah. And I think his redemption is... Destroying the Jedi Order by well, basically, blowing up the... Basically. Well, except that he knew that the books weren't I know, but, he's, but his yeah. redemption is helping Luke realize that you need to let a new Jedi flourish. Yeah. You need to let people take action when they need to. Yeah. 
Um, and he says, now it's kind of greater context when he says, like, pass on failure. Yeah. Yoda failed pretty hardcore, like he said. Yeah. And he's trying, you need to pass that on. Mm. So. Okay, so you're a real big fan of redemption, right? Yes, I am. Okay. So, um, that's why Kylo Ren's story challenges me so much. Two of the really biggest people who have redemption stories are Han Solo and Cassian Andor. No. Like, they're redeemed. No. Here, you don't like Cassian Andor because he kills one dude in a back alley and you're like, he's irredeemable. I was done. And yet, I was like, that's it. And yet you find Kylo Ren more irredeemable than Darth Vader who murdered a bunch of children. Cassian Andor, his... He made um, a free choice. His sin is... Cassian's not a slave of the rebellion. He made a choice. Yes, he did. But Cassian, his whole yeah. like sin that he committed is giving in to the ends justify the means. Yes. And you see his sort of like exile is how is he exiled? He's not exiled. He's he's still there. It's like he's got a metaphorical exile. That he is exiled in doing whatever the because like they continue to tell him over and over again, like keep doing what we're what we're telling you to do. Like you need to fulfill the mission and kill off this guy no matter what. So he is a slave to it. He's a slave to the rebellion. And it isn't until he finally refuses to take the shot. Yeah. And he ends up helping. He ends up turning against yeah. the rebellion to save the rebellion by going after these plans. Yeah. And in the end, the, the rebellion would not exist. Luke Skywalker would not exist if Cassian had not come in and done the same thing. Okay. Han Solo's sin is arrogance and selfishness. Yeah. And his... Looking out for yeah. himself. And his exile is that he cut himself off from everybody else. That it was just yeah. him and Chewie alone in the world. Mm -hmm. And then he's redeemed when he finally turns against his selfishness, gives it all up, and ends up saving the day. So they also have but, redemption arcs. But ironically, or not ironically, more coincidentally, yeah. um, he, Han does it not for the rebellion, but for the friendships that he just yeah. made. Just like Luke's journey. It's all yeah. about just the friendships. Exactly. Anakin's journey. It's possessive yeah. love of the people in his life. I don't care if Han doesn't um, really care about the rebellion. Yeah, no, 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 uh, yeah. Except that in the end he does. I'm just pointing out that, that like it's his, all of our greatest heroes' actions are because they just personally cared about one person. Yeah, it's not about the organization. It's about yeah. their, the friendships that are forged. And maybe through. that's the point. Huh. Maybe because the tr real treasure... Is the friendships we've made along the way. <laughs> is love. Yeah. No, but seriously. Um, I think that is the real point. Because, like, like Luke's whole thing is, like, in Last Jedi, like, you're just fighting a bunch of wars. Yeah. Like, what do you... It's just a cycle of violence. Like, yeah. no more. Yeah. Um, but it's... It, it's this... It's these personal relationships. Yeah. Um, like, like, Yoda says to him, lose Rey, we must not. Yeah. No, like you don't want to lose her. Yeah, and that's why he. Anyway, he's like, like maybe I can't save Kylo Ren, but I don't want to lose Rey. Yeah, it's not like well, the rebellion needs to start. So mm -hmm. it's only like happenstance that he reignited this hope. Yeah. Um. So it. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Like it's not. I mean, that was the whole point of the prequels. Yeah. Like, the cause doesn't matter. It's all this construction of the emperor. 
Yeah. You're not rooting for the Republic of the Separatists to win. Yeah. It's this personal story of Anakin and Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, because ultimately, no matter what happens, the Emperor wins no matter what. Yeah. Which um, we will, like, we need to do an episode at some point covering the political machinations of the prequels. It's and brilliant. Yeah. But, but explain it Alex Jones style. Yeah. Have you seen that video? <laughs> no. You haven't seen the video of Alex Jones? <laughs> Oh, wait, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. He explains it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways. Uh, so. It, but can you imagine being a conspiracy theorist in the Star Wars universe during the Clone Wars and being I like, know. they're both fighting yeah. when they're both on the same shadowy overlord. And he's right. Yeah. <laughs> I should All do right. it. Um, but <coughs> there's a, not to switch um, movies here, but there's a great quote from Gandalf in yeah. Lord of the Rings. One of the best quotes, I think, in the whole, all of it. Fly, says, you fool! <laughs> no. And Anakin flew! Oh. No. Uh, where he says, um, it's not no. great power that keeps evil at bay. No. It's the small acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. The, everyday, the everyday acts of love. Yeah. So, maybe... The true redemption of Star Wars is the friendships we made along the way. But I'm saying that completely seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds cheesy, but like it's true. Like yeah. it, it's the friendships, yeah. the the relationships that mean something to you. Yeah. Um, now, so Gandalf saying that if Gondor <laughs> had just like been more friendly towards like like in Minas Tirith, if they had spent more time like. Having like well, here's the thing: community, community game days and stuff that like Sauron wouldn't have risen in Mordor. Here's the thing: here's actually a, a critical problem with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, is that it literally is just good guys versus evil incarnate. Yeah, there's no nuance there. No. Um, whereas in Star Wars, there's a ton of nuance. But Tolkien was created during World War II, in which there was evil incarnate in the world. Right. I. And, I, that, yeah. and that Star Wars is created a generation later. I'm not saying that Lord of the Rings doesn't bring yeah. other things, yeah. but just in this sense. Um, anyways, what were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Let's, ah. go Let's go ahead and do some trivia. Trivia. About time for some trivia, going face to face, going face to face. Head on, Gabe and Mark, and show who's the king. Ooh. Some say Mark can win, but some say he cannot be Gabe. He cannot be Gabe. Each one has a different strength that they bring. Six questions per person are asked about the mother loving Star Wars world. We love da 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 So good luck to both of you. Show us what you can do. Oh Gabe, I love you. But Mark, I love you too. I don't know. I don't know which one to root for. I don't know. I don't know which one to root for. I don't know. I don't know which one to root for. I don't know. I don't know which one. Uh oh. Alright, so I have answered 101 questions correctly. I've answered 100 questions correctly. It is insane that out of probably, what, 150 questions each, yeah. 
That would be one point difference. Yes. All right. So, what is Jar Jar's quaint nickname for big beasts like the OPC killer? Uh, I know he says like gooberfish at one point, and he's like, a huge, a, a huge, a, a tea, a tea? Huge Audi? Big goober fish. <laughs> What's your answer? Big, it's either big goober fish or a huge Audi, whatever that is. Well, which is it? Big goober fish. Goober fish is the correct yeah! answer. Yeah! <laughs> I was hoping you were going to go with whatever that other thing you <laughs> because were saying. Because what he says, he says, huge Audi! And then they like... Did I dodge it? Whose face does Luke see inside of Darth Vader's mask during the dark side vision on Dagobah? Uh, his own. Yeah. Who fires a blaster bolt into the Sarlacc's tentacle? Uh, it's alright. I can see a lot better. I can see a lot better. A little higher. A little higher. On. Yeah. Whose first words in Return of the Jedi are, Rise, my friend! The Emperor. Yeah. Uh, what powerful ally pledges its devastating Hellfire droids to the Confederacy's cause? Hailfire droids. Okay, what? What powerful ally pledges its devastating Hailfire droids to the Confederacy's cause? The... Oh, who owns them? The super... Our super battle... Droids are at your disposal, Count. Is it the guy with the with the knobs and stuff on? Like, the techno union, the techno union. No. What? He he gave the super battle droids. Yeah. The hailfire droids. Oh, what are hailfire droids? Those are the Check. big giant wheels. Okay, I have no idea. What is it's it? the intergalactic banking clan? Oh, I guess I could have guessed that. No. Shut up. What do you know? Now, with it being an intergalactic <laughs> banking clan, that means it is a banking clan among multiple galaxies. Wow. Even though they've made, like, there's no way to contact other galaxies <laughs> at this point. Yeah. It should be intragalactic. Yeah, what a bunch of morons. I know. Right? So, <laughs> which movie as a security measure made caps and t-shirts hyping the fake horror film Blue Harvest for the crew to wear on location? Oh, that what? Blue Harvest was A New Hope, right? It had to have been. It wasn't Return of the Jedi, right? It was A New Hope. Or was it Return of the Jedi? It was A New Hope. A New Hope. It was Return of the Jedi. Really? Yeah. Nobody knew what Star Wars was when A New Hope came out. They didn't have to hide anything. Ah, the, hype, the hype was over Return I of the Jedi. I know. It didn't make any logical sense. Leave me alone. They had to call it fine. The, and it was fine. And, and what was its tagline? Horror beyond your imagination. You're the worst. Yeah. You're the worst human being alive. Uh-huh. I have 105 now, right? Because I had 101 plus 4. Yes. And it was because they knew that the price on, like, renting out, like, locations would be, like, tripled if people knew that it was Star Wars. They were like, oh, we're making a movie called Blue Harvest, I guess. Okay. I need you to miss two. Okay. Okay. To stay where you're at behind me. Okay. What part of a spaceship do Minox like to munch? The uh, cables. What kind of cables? The power cables. Yeah. 
What a dumb question. What do they like to munch? Maybe they like to munch other things too. No, but Han specifically <laughs> said they like to munch on the power cables. No, he didn't so say they like to. He therefore, said, Minox like to he munch. He said they're on the power cables. He didn't say no. like they like to. Yeah, he said they like to munch on the power cables. Oh, maybe he does. Yeah. Damn it. So, so it doesn't really matter if they like to munch on other things. Like, <laughs> All right, fine. You're right. It's not like what they like to munch most. Yeah. All right. We'll say that. They sometimes like to munch on the power cables, but sometimes they like to munch on other things. We'll, I need to clarify which things they like to munch on. We'll do a whole episode on Minox. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I could do an entire episode of Minox. Yeah, I'm sure you could. In the EU, the Minox were seen <laughs> in the book Rising Empire. They were actually the reason that the Empire didn't know where the slugs were. And That's you. Wow. What Jedi barely survives when a blast from his own troop's cannon crashes into a nearby wall? That would be Obi-Wan Kenobi. Who deliberately turns away from the Rebel Rendezvous point after Hoth's evacuation? Luke. Who commands an astromech to pilot his fighter back to the ship and tell Cody I've made contact? <laughs> <laughs> like Italian? I don't know. Obi-Wan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell Cody I've been contacted. No, it's Tell Cody I've been contacted. Just lost <laughs> all of our Italian listeners. <laughs> Turns out Brian's half Italian. I think I think he is Italian, actually. <laughs> Brian, tell me if you're Italian. I hope he is. Yeah. What type of vehicle delivers the Emperor to the second Death Star? A uh, shuttle. These questions suck. Okay, um, I need you to get this wrong because we're tied. Okay? Okay. What character in The Empire Strikes Back was called Minch in the first draft of the script? Yoda. Fuck you. I am ahead. Ah, victory. And like Newt Gunray. Gunroy? Gunray. Gunray. Gun- which is it? Which is it? Which is it? <laughs> what? I'm off my game You're today. Lose a whole other point. Which is it? Like Newt. L- what's his last name? Gunroy. It's Gunray. <laughs> like Newt Gunray. Who is Newt Gunray named after? Shut up. No, who's Newt? Um, uh, who's Newt no, Gunray? I know, no, uh, Newt uh, Gingrich. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Actually, like- all of the Nemodians are named after different <laughs> Republican senators from the mid-90s. <laughs> um... Okay, so you're you're saying ah victory. Well, like Newt Gunray, you also will ultimately lose and see the blade of my lightsaber. So you're saying and that was as sexual as I can make it. <laughs> you're saying that you're Darth Vader, and that you're going to murder a bunch of younglings along the way. Well, I, so before I, I have to save Padme, I have no choice, right? <laughs> right? There's no choice. No choice. All right. So I am victorious as we go into this hiatus. No! Yeah. I didn't think about that. For months, I'm going to no. be <laughs> No! No! Yeah. I was ahead for so long. I know. You're the worst. There's going to be worst. months where I'm going to be ahead. You're the worst. So. No, because in my one-act show, I'm going to give you trivia questions, <laughs> and you're going to get them all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see you next time. I was going to talk about Star Wars Legion. Which is a new miniatures war game that just Tell came out. us, Mark, what is Star Wars Legion? It's a Star Wars miniatures war game. Okay, um, that's all the time yeah. we have. It's really cool. Uh, you should check it out. I'm painting up my miniatures, and um, it, it's 
been really, really popular. Yeah. They've been selling out all over town. So, yeah. it's, uh, it's just pretty cool. You can join in. Take these headphones off. But you'll die. Nothing can stop that now. Just for once, let me listen to you with my own ears. Now go, my son. Leave me. No, you're coming with me. I'll not leave you here. I've got to record with you. You already have, Luke. You were right. You were right about me. Tell everyone listening to the podcast. You were right. Father. No.